UGC. Outdated or essential? Cut through the noise and reveal the truth with our free ebook created in collaboration with VideoWise. Learn proven strategies to encourage customer reviews, leverage email marketing for sales, and boost conversion rate by 9.2%. Download the ebook for free at flowing.com/slash UGC. You can find project manager, doctors, lawyers. But there's so few email marketing experts in the entire world. People typically tell me, oh, you're that guy who spam emails. <laughs> yeah. If you don't know where you stand, you don't know in which direction you should move. Welcome to Email Einstein, a podcast by Floium. It's time to start honing your inner marketing Einstein. Tune in for the data-driven tips that'll make you a marketing genius. Here, you'll find email marketing formulas and tips straight from the brilliant mad scientists at Floium. It's time for your emails to start earning more money. It's time to unleash your Einstein. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Email Einstein. Elisa and Vera here with a very special guest. We are email marketers at an email marketing agency called Floium. We are so passionate about email marketing, and because we love what we do, we want to share our insights with you. Floium is one of the fastest growing email marketing agencies in the world. We specialize in providing a premium, full-service e-commerce email marketing experience for all of our clients. Our service is tailored specifically for your business and is designed to help increase your online retail revenue by 20 to 50 percent. We deliver the right message to the right person at the right moment, which is what we're all about here at Floium. Vera is going to hit us with our pro tip of the week, and then uh, we're going to get started with our very exciting episode for today. Just starting with email marketing and Clavio, learn the ins and outs of Clavio in a week or less with our step-by-step course. No stress, no confusion, no nonsense. Go to ClaviaMastery.com to learn more. Hey everyone, Vera here. Alyssa, this part with deliver the right message to the right person at the right moment gets me every time. I, I know. love it. I just <laughs> love it. Uh, so pro tip of the week today is for people who are either just starting with Clavio or starting with email marketing from scratch. So either you're like moving to Clavio from other platforms or you're starting from scratch, this will be really, really interesting for you. So in order to ensure that your campaigns are delivered to your customers, you need to warm up your list first. And the easiest way to do that is um, by building those like automations that have high engagement rates. So examples of um, automations with high open rates and high engagement rates are your welcome series, your exit intent flows, your abandonment card flows. So before you start sending any like campaigns to your customers, start with the flows. Believe me, it will help you with your sender's reputation a lot. So this was kind of like a little pro tip of the week. And we are finally, finally are excited to introduce our guest for today. So Alyssa, you can take it from there. So um, we are very excited because we have a very special guest on with us today. I promise I am not brown nosing when I say this because our guest also happens to be our boss, <laughs> mine and Vera's <laughs> boss. Um, he is the brains behind the Floium operation and one of the master Jedis of email marketing, or as we would call here on the podcast, the email marketing Einstein himself. Aside from being a master of email marketing, he is also a seriously impressive CEO with 
with an incredible story. He's a great boss to work for and work with. And he also has a cool accent. His story, <laughs> again, is really, really interesting. So buckle up because you're in for a wild ride for today's episode. Welcome, Andre Boychuk. <laughs> I wish we had like a little applause in the background, like, woo! I think we can do this. Watch yeah, me, Alyssa. Yay! How do you like your introduction? <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. Actually, I have to downplay it a lot because you <laughs> spoke such highly about me. I, I, I mean, when I introduce myself, I never use those kind of words. <laughs> Master Jedi's? Really? You never use them? <laughs> like, interesting. Einstein. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm not even like stand by Einstein. Like, even, not even close. Yeah, this is not a very Ukrainian last name. <laughs> I bet. So, Andre, before we go to all the serious questions and everything, we usually do this little, little blitz questions, um, like a round uh, with good. six random questions. So, I'm going to shoot you a really quick question and you just answer without like thinking. Just the first thing that comes to your mind, okay? okay? So, Staten Island or Brooklyn? Staten Island. Daughters or sons? Daughters. Your Actually, idea. there's oh. <laughs> no difference for me, but I have to daughters. <laughs> Your idea of a perfect Sunday breakfast? Pancakes. With? with? With Nutella. I knew wow. that you were going to say it's that. Like the entire flowing team like, lost Nutella. I know what we're going to get you for, for Christmas. Yeah. Sure. So, Nutella, Nutella subscription. <laughs> Book you're currently reading. Uh, the Messy Middle. Oh, I've never heard of this book. Interesting. It's Let's... like it's it's thicker than Bible, so don't even start. Cool. Amazon or Shopify? Shopify, hundred percent. Clavia or Active Campaigns? Clavia. <laughs> However, <laughs> it depends. <laughs> I knew, I knew you were gonna, go gonna say that. I knew it. <laughs> that was very expected. <laughs> well, Andre, I, I feel like it was a great, great warm up. So now let's get um, let's get to serious questions. So, Andre, how did yes. it all start? What's your origin? Let's let's go back like ten years or fifteen years. You are an immigrant. You came to Canada to sorry, you came to the states with your parents <laughs> when you were a teenager. So tell us about that time. What's your origin, and when did you immigrate to states, and and how was it? Okay, I, I can tell you everything except the part I came to Canada because I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was fifteen, almost sixteen years old, and I came to the U.S. because of my parents. I didn't have a choice at that moment, so they went here and I, I, I just followed. Mm. I was my sister, and this is how I came here. Like, I went to community college, so was the typical stuff, just went to community college, then started a job. However, my job was a little bit unique. I First, I was working in a moving company, like, so moving people from one place to another place, like their mm. furniture and stuff, moving huge buildings, apartments, and so forth. So I did that for three years while going to community college and um, downplaying my smartness. <laughs> so typically it takes two years to finish community college and it took me almost four years because of my <laughs> English. I couldn't pass English tests, but I, I didn't. 
I'm I'm very persistent, <laughs> so right. I, I did it. Uh, yeah, and after that, uh, my friend like invited me for a job. I had no qualification, only desire. Wow. Uh, so it was an engineering firm, and I always dreamed to be architect. And I knew how to draft, but I knew how to draft in like with a pen and pencil, not in a computer. <laughs> so they gave me tests and told me here the program called AutoCAD and draw us like circle line and something and. I had to figure out on the fly how to do it, and I did it. Wow. And this is how they hired me. And oh, gosh. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, so I'm surprised no qualification. That you didn't need any like qualifications or anything. Wow, that's interesting. I, I know really well about all this like AutoCAD and 3D Max and all this good stuff because my husband, Andre as well, different Andre, just a quick note. Different Ukrainian Andre. Different Ukrainian Andre, yeah. He's an architect as well. Well, he was an architect. He's in e-commerce right now as well. So I know this programs really, really well because I was helping him was his assignments when we were like back in university so funny story about the program so when i started i was so into this program i was working i believe 10 to 14 hours a day because we were busy at that company i was like i'm so eager to learn and to succeed in that company so sometimes i had dreams about drawing like drawing in that company and doing wow. projects like i was waking up saturday morning like okay and at that moment it was my girlfriend she told me like where, where are you going i said like i'm going to work and she said saturday i like oh i forgot so i was <laughs> into into my job that like i was like a hundred percent dedicated wow. You're really in. Cool. When you're in, you're in. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. Wait, so Andre, when you moved to the U.S., did you move directly to New York? Is that where you? Is that where you yes, ended up? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And, we and, went Brooklyn. Brooklyn first. Okay. Cool. And that's where you've kind of been, pretty much your entire time that you've lived here in the states, right? Uh, yeah, so then I moved for one year to Queens and okay. after that uh, Staten Island. Okay, cool. Queens is, so I, I actually immigrated to the States when I was five and Queens is where we started. That's where we, my, my parents and I started living. So I kind of know the area. Now I'm a Florida girl, so I've forgotten all about that, but um Cool. Okay. So you were at an architecture firm and then obviously because of your dedication and, and how and how much you were kind of persistent and you were determined to succeed, you kind of climbed to the top and you eventually worked as a project manager over there. Is that right? First of all, it was because if my ex-boss listening to it, uh, it's not architectural firm. It was technology consulting firm. Gotcha. So we were like low low voltage engineers. So I was like drafter, then senior drafter, then wow. I become designer, then okay. like they, they involved me in design, then project manager, then senior project manager. And when I, I reached that level, I left. I quit the job. Okay. Why did you why did you quit once you reached Seems like you like really reached the top and then you were like, okay, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see any logical next step in that company, like mm -hmm. maybe to become a partner or something like that. But I, I, I didn't want to stay in that in that industry. Like it, it didn't excite me. It excited me what I achieved, but right. it, the industry itself, it's, it was not my calling or my passion. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. So you leave your fancy job in Manhattan and you get off on this idea of 
creating the resource for immigrants. I am maybe skipping to the next uh, portion of this, of your life, because that's actually when I've met you for the first time. I've met you as the owner or the CEO or whatever the name of the immigrant parada. So tell us a bit about that resource and tell us a bit about that. Yeah, so for the last uh, three years before quitting my job, I was in parallel developing online community for Ukrainian immigrants who live in the States or planning to come to the States and to adapt to this, I mean, different life because life here is 100% different uh, from life in Ukraine. Yeah. So I was building that resource myself. I wrote like close to 400 articles, wow. uh, like close to 100 videos. And I quit my job because I, I thought that I can make a living with that uh, platform, with that website. And at that moment, I was married and we had one-year-old daughter. And I mean, my expenses, I mean, to support family, my expenses went a little bit higher. And <laughs> we live in New York City. Yeah. I, I, I mean, in New York, not the city. So, and I believe we had six thousand, five or $6,000 savings. And it took me three months to hit the bottom <laughs> and to start spending everything like on credit cards or going negative. So then I realized like there's no way I can make money with this platform, with this website. Mm -hmm. And I start figuring out what, what can I do next? Like what, what sorry, not, not what can I do next, but like, how can I make money? How can I support my family? It was not about like my calling, my passions. It was about survival. And one thing that I was doing in this company, the Ukrainian organization, is we were heavily focused on email marketing. And when I start looking for jobs on like first on Upwork, I saw that email marketing, people are paying like close to $50 per hour right. uh, for email marketing. And I'm like, come on, like, like everybody knows how to do it. It's like, it's so easy. Like, it's just like second nature for, for everybody. <laughs> and somebody paying like $50. And I remember like taking the first job, they paid me $50, $50 and it took me like eight or 10 hours to do. So you can do the math, how, how much I made per hour. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this is how it started. Wow. Okay. That's exciting. Yeah. And that's that resource, just like to make a quick note, that resource immigrant parada, it's a really, really great resource and it's still existing. And how I learned about it, I basically started Googling something random, like how to build a good credit history in the States or something like that. And your resources from your websites were always, always at the top, because if you think about it, there's not so much like information in the internet in Ukrainian. So, I mean, that was a great platform, but what you're doing right now is, I don't know, my personal opinion, so much cooler. Thank you. Thank you. So... Okay, so let's go from, okay, so you were like, okay, let's start doing email marketing. You're starting to take jobs into up on Upwork. And then what happened from there? Like, how did you build this, this rapidly growing empire called Floium? How did that all start? I don't like the word you use at the beginning of podcast called boss. Like, I don't consider myself boss, but I like the word you just use empire. <laughs> <laughs> so you're... Emperor. So, <laughs> the, the emperor of the empire. <laughs> I, I like the joke. I like, no, no, I, I consider myself leader, but not boss. Uh, so 
how did it get started? So, I mean, I was surviving. So I was doing any kind of project I could, like like $5, $10, $20, $500. So like any project comes to somebody accept my offer, my proposal, I just did it. Like I was wow. working close to like another like 14 to 16 hours per day just to oh break gosh. even. Sorry, not even break even, just break even with my, my expenses, but not even considering, considering the debt. And I did email marketing for everybody, for dentists, lawyers, coaches, uh, e-commerce. So I serve any kind of company. And mm-hmm. like fast forward a few years when I made enough money to survive, then I started realizing like what I'm really good at. And after analyzing all those projects and even you can go to Upwork to check how many projects I did. I didn't make as much money, but there's crazy amount of project like I did. So I figure out that e-commerce is where I do the best. So mm-hmm. I start like slowly focusing on that niche, like email email marketing only for e-commerce. So I did everything myself and then I become popular, more and more popular than, and it's just organically grew up from like being freelancer to building organization, building agency. Mm -hmm. And correct me if I'm wrong, but you've started from Active Campaigns. That was the platform that you first was introduced to, correct? Because you were were working with like different clients and not only e-commerce. Uh, oh yes, yeah. So uh, yeah, Active Campaign was uh, and still uh, the preferred software if you're not e-commerce. But if you mm-hmm. e-commerce, we work only on Clavier because I mean we personally believe it's the best email marketing platform for e-commerce. Mm-hmm. But if you are like dentist or a lawyer, I do not recommend Clavier. Right. In Floium, like for our agency, since we are agency, we are service-based business. We are not e-commerce. Mm-hmm. We personally use Active Campaign. Cool. Cool. Got it. Okay. Cool. So. As you're moving along, you're figuring out email marketing is where you're where you're at, but your strong suit in email marketing is e-commerce email marketing. And then you start this agency, but you really weren't even you didn't really even have the attention intention originally to start what Floium has really transpired into. I mean, from my understanding, when you started, it was like, okay, I'm gonna take on clients and I'll be my own kind of Floium company. But then as you started to become more popular, you were like, oh my gosh, I need help. <laughs> so then you started hiring people and it's growing, it's growing. And, and now it's kind of become what it is. Now, when you look back, it's like so organic and it's mm-hmm. so like smooth. It was transitioning from one thing to another and like organically growing. But at the time it was not as clear, like what am I doing? And like when I start freelancing i created this website called email marketing nyc uh, i had no clue like i i just created the website because i have like everybody has websites so i created one and like wh- what name should i use like i didn't even think two minutes i i didn't invest two minutes to create a name i just like okay i do email marketing <laughs> and i live in new york city those two things are cool so i put them together a domain is available pay 12 dollars and it oh, is. really and wow. i thought you did it because yeah. you were some kind of like SEO genius or something search engine no, optimization no, thing because no, when you no, when you like literally type in email marketing New York that was the first thing that was popping up I, I thought it was for so um, SEO no. purposes oh wow 
Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, so yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't the fan of that of that name. Honestly, it was like too long. You have a you have a cool story. Yeah, like when you're yeah, when yeah. you're like on these conferences and everyone is like asking you, "Hey, what's your company name?" Or like, "Where are you from?" And what are you guys doing? And this is kind of like the main sort of things that you are like discussing, right? This icebreaker. is your like icebreaker. This is the way that you connect with people. And I had this, and right. I had this company name on on the badge and it was email marketing New York. So people literally didn't have to need to ask anything because what you're doing, email marketing, where are you from? New York. And like, so this is like almost like too descriptive. I wasn't a fan of that name. I wasn't a fan of it at all. But hey, it, it, but it worked out. Definitely. It worked definitely. out, which yeah. is great. That's awesome. Awesome. Cool. I, I love hearing your story, Andre. I've heard it maybe a million times. And I'm like, every time I hear it, I'm like, wow, it's like, I've heard it for the first time. It's really cool. <laughs> really, really cool. <laughs> so <laughs> with regards to email marketing, as we kind of transition our questions over to like the logistics of email marketing and things like that, like, what do you what would you say were like one or two of the biggest challenges or obstacles that you faced when you first started email marketing? Explaining to, to people what I do, <laughs> like <laughs> people outside of the industry <laughs> people typically tell me oh you're that guy who's spam emails <laughs> yeah and when we had and we when we had that name email marketing nyc i receive actually a bunch of calls from like older generation <laughs> and calling me like oh uh, can i buy from you like fifty thousand of email subscribers i'm like i'm not selling any, <laughs> any anything like or, oh my gosh that's hilarious or i have twenty thousand of emails i scrap from somewhere from different website can you blast them i'm like no sir i i don't do this kind of service <laughs> so uh, it was the personal challenge in terms of uh, like professional and maybe for listeners who listen to that it was understanding the power of email marketing so everything I did before it was powerful but mm -hmm. what we do now and when I start like developing Flowium and developing strategy understanding how how we can send relevant messages and I know mm -hmm. you, you love that term how we yeah. can send relevant message on big scale so mm -hmm. yes we send one message but everybody receive a different kind of content in that message. Mm -hmm. So it was a challenge as well as a opportunity to learn and not improve, but master. How do you now explain to your uh, parents and, and grandparents and your older relatives what, what you do? Because I'm still, I'm still having a hard time with that. <laughs> yeah, with Actually, we, we working with uh, Nata and uh, Anastasia, like on our marketing, marketing department. Uh, so I told them, like, I have four year old daughter. She asked me, uh, like, what do you do? And I have no Just clue say how you're to a explain. Fireman. So said, <laughs> it's like you're, you're <laughs> dealing with fires. So, <laughs> so we, we now we have this challenge and they like we all three of us working together to trying to figure out like how to explain in easy terms because nobody knows what I do. Like all my friends, they asking and like at the end of the day when we have like a few beers and like just tell us what you do. Like you, they know me for so long and they still don't know. They have no clue what I do. I feel, I feel like that's, that's the struggle funny. for all of us. So yeah. Yeah. After yeah. you explain it to your four-year-old, just give me the definition. I'll use it for my, for my <laughs> grandparents and my parents and everyone. So, Andre, apart from your like own challenges and mistakes, what were the other like sources of learning for you? Like, where did you get this information when you first started? Any like courses, YouTube channels, anything like that? 
The biggest mentor or the biggest resource for me when I started, it was Pat Flynn. Vera, you know, I love Pat Flynn <laughs> uh, from Smart Passive Income. And he has a, that ebook that he wrote like decades ago about email marketing. So I took that book and basically I built email marketing strategy based on that, like based on that book. And one thing I learned, and especially if you're listening right now and you have any kind of agency, do not explain strategies in a word format. Try to put it in diagram. Try to show it people how it looks like. So people are better visual learner or like they understand better in visual format than in text. So when I read Pat's book, it was text-based only. And I transform that book into diagram. And I sold that diagram to like all kinds of businesses over and over and over and over and over again. And we are still using those diagrams to this day. Um, yeah, but at that moment, it was version 1.0. And right now it's like version 1345. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, guys, right now we're using this tool called Miro. We started using it when like maybe two months ago or something. And it literally changed the way we do things. So if anyone, you, if anyone cool. is looking for some kind of like visual tool, this is the one to try. So... Yeah. And it's, I don't think they sponsors this. <laughs> not <Yeah>. at all. <laughs> this is not an ad. But dear Miro, Maybe if you episodes. want to sponsor us, I'm your girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by, by the way, I was invited to Miro, uh, Washington, D.C. to talk about how we use Miro in our agency. Okay, so maybe they actually can sponsor our podcast one day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> so, um, Andre, what are some kind of when, so I guess this is applicable for when you started in email marketing, but then also with all of the knowledge and experience that you've gained over time, what have been the most typical email marketing mistakes that you've commonly seen with either clients uh, when they're starting out with email marketing or even non-clients? So like when you subscribe to an email newsletter list, what are some typical kind of mistakes that you see companies or people make when they're doing email marketing? So the first thing is like strategic challenges. People create email marketing automations like on the fly. Oh, I heard about abandonment card. Let's put abandonment card. Oh, I heard WinBack. What is WinBack? Doesn't matter. Just put it in, <laughs> in our system. Like Or uh, Clavio right. is so good. They have like flow library. Let's just add those flows and we are all be successful. Just imagine how they build houses. So they have a blueprint. They have architect. They have engineer to put everything on the paper before they start building. So so we are email marketing consultants, specialists, like freelancer, who like whatever you call us, uh, like we create those kind of strategies. So the most common thing I see clients, they don't have any clue what they have <laughs> and what is the strategy behind it. So this is right. the most common mistake, number one. Second thing is like analytic deficiencies. Okay, I send this campaign. The open rate is 55% and like click-through rate is 15%. Is it good or bad? It sounds good, but is, maybe it's bad. I, I'm not sure. Like, And if you don't know where you stand, you don't know in which direction you should move or like, do, do I really need to invest in email marketing or not? Or on another end, I had some clients who like... We were prospecting and they like, oh, I have a 1% open rate and we are very successful. Like, I don't think we need your company. I'm like, okay, it's fine. But like 1%, it's, it's not even op like we consider open rate. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. like, analytic deficiencies is a huge th thing. Also like technical difficulties, you need people who know what 
like what they do from strategical perspective, but as well as from technical. So to put those automations together and troubleshoot them, it's technology and there will be nothing perfect. There will be mistake, either technical glitches or human mistakes, but somebody needs to be responsible. And that person, typically there's one person in the company who's responsible for everything and email marketing. And that person doesn't have enough hours in the day to complete. That's why they do it quickly and do mistakes. So the third mistake I see a lot in companies. And the last thing to hire, hire right people. Try to, when you have time, just look for email marketing expert, Google it. You can find project manager, doctors, lawyers, but there's so few email marketing experts in the entire world. Not only US, but like True. <laughs> they don't teach this stuff in college, high school. It's it's like you cannot get the degree. I think we'll be providing soon certification for those kind of <laughs> experts, but <laughs> this will be flowing uh, certification. But anyway, you cannot get degree. So how do you look for that kind of people? And how can you check they are real and they have results? So those are four main challenges that I see all our clients face with those four challenges or one of the four. Yeah, and I feel like um, often people don't understand the return they can actually get on email marketing. So um, I yeah. think um, the number, and Alyssa, correct me if I'm wrong, it's 38 to 1. So for every $1 you spend on e-commerce email marketing, on average, on average, you are getting like $38 back. So that's why it's like yep. so important to find the right people. And yes, Andre, just like you said, it's not that easy to find the people who are specializing in email marketing. There are a gazillion of jack of all trades who are doing everything and they can say, hey, we're going to do the branding, the, um, the messaging, uh, Facebook ads, email marketing, everything. But I think this is the, the power of our company that we are very like narrowly specialized on email marketing for e-commerce. So that's that's a big one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It still applies, Andre, what you said that you had gone through years ago when you were starting out in email marketing, there are tons and tons and tons of job listings on Upwork asking for email marketers. It's nuts. I still get like the notifications sent to my Upwork like, hey, we found all these new jobs that apply to what you do. And it's like 50 new listings looking for email marketers. And I'm like, holy moly, don't people see this and think like, I got to learn this skill so I can take advantage of all these open jobs. It's nuts. It's really nuts. Yeah. And I told you this morning, like even story that uh, we are prospecting one uh, client and the funny story that that person like trying to get bids from different companies <laughs> and all those companies and those resources all recommending us and I'm like um, even <laughs> this morning I made a jo joke that we have like monopoly in this industry. <laughs> yeah, well, it's rare. And it's rare to have a company that specializes in the way that we do with e-commerce specifically. But then also you have these really large scale email marketing companies that it works very similarly to how the corporate world works, where a client makes a request and it's like, well, you need to put through that request and then we'll get back to you in two weeks about that request because it's just one big machine. Whereas for us, what we do is we really tailor in and focus on providing not only the high quality email marketing service, but then also that really tailored, specific, personalized, intimate kind of relationship with the client where they make a request and sometimes we can even do it within like 48 to 72 hours if if it's the, if they catch us at the right time, you know? So it's nice because there's that personal kind of like mom and pop shop aspect to what we do, but then also there's high quality work that comes along with it that you see these other kind of corporate, these more large scale corporate uh, organizations kind of doing. So yeah, it's it's... 
we definitely have a, a monopoly say, <laughs> to a degree. <laughs> yeah, I feel like people don't understand that email marketing can really be like exciting, right? People get excited about Facebook marketing and about Google ads, but email marketing, I feel like people don't understand that it's still very much alive and it's thriving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. For sure. Yeah. So, Andre, knowing everything that you know about email marketing, about e-commerce, email marketing specifically, what is the key message you want all e-commerce business owners to hear about email, email marketing? Just be relevant. Like one person opens your email, they want to read it and not just archive it and move it to, to the next one. And to be able to accomplish it, you need to understand who is your recipient is. Yeah, that's a big one. Relevant. Right message to the right person. I love that word, relevant. <laughs> it's like the only word we say. I feel on like this we podcast. overused it. We should patent, get the patent for that word. Uh, okay. There are actually two words like uh, relevant and big dogs. Oh, yeah, yeah. big dogs. Yeah. Love it. Big dogs. We, we love relevant big relevant dogs. Big dogs are our favorite. Send them over our way. <laughs> um, Okay, so Andre, with regards to, and actually, I'm, I, I would like to know this too, as someone who works at Floium. Where do you, so like, kind of going at like the goals and plans. Where do you sort of see Floium in like the next five to ten years? What other resources or services do you want Floium to eventually provide? Kind of like in an ideal, perfect world. Sure. So right now we are like ninety nine percent service based business and one percent educational platform. So moving forward, maybe in five years or ten years, we want to be fifty fifty. Uh, so fifty percent service based business us uh, and fifty percent educational platform. So people can learn from us and either open their own agency or add service to their own agencies so this is the goal and in the future i'm not sure like how far from today but mm -hmm. we want to add additional owned marketing channels to our services like cool. di direct mail sms and yeah and others yeah sms is a big one that's one that's uh people are like getting all buzzed up about and they're like okay how do we do it <laughs> like everybody slow down let's focus on one thing at a time i thought andrew you're gonna say something fun like in five years we're gonna have the headquarter with roller coasters <laughs> like, uh, stuff like that so right right now we are like i believe in nine countries so tell me uh, like maybe you have ideas how can we get together and be in one place well i heard canada is nice <laughs> i don't know <laughs> <laughs> One cool, right? <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. I heard it from a friend. I might be biased. <laughs> it, it would be cool to have like a company-wide retreat at some point. I think that would be awesome. But we'd have to find like a, maybe we'll all go to like Switzerland or something because they're pretty, uh, they're pretty neutral, right? Yeah. So like, I feel like that's like a neutral spot for everybody to meet no matter where you're coming from. <laughs> Switzerland is not bad at all. <laughs> so Andre, talk about talk a little bit about all of the resources, like the educational resources that we are having right now with Flowium, because I feel like that's a big one and you don't necessarily have to hire us if you're like a small business or if you're just starting, if you just want to learn more about the e-commerce email marketing, but we do provide a lot, a lot of good, cool courses and information and stuff like that. So talk about this side of the sure. business a bit. Sure. I don't know. Like maybe it's my personality but i love to share and 
I love to share what I know and almost for free, but sometimes people don't want free stuff. They want to pay. So that's why I charge money. <laughs> but this morning I checked that uh, we have 117 videos on uh, YouTube about Clavio email marketing and everything that we do. And some strategies like case study about loyalty program, just uh, type in in YouTube Flowium loyalty program. I break down the actual strategy we use for one of our clients and they pay us money to do that and I'm just shared for free so you're free to check it out and just copy what I showed you so I'm, I'm big on sharing and so YouTube one this podcast I believe what episode is, is this like eight or seven eight. or yeah like, episode number eight yeah yeah, and we have like now we working on creating blog posts. We create like we have different cheat sheets. So we sharing a lot of content as well. We will be offering soon small packages like if you want to hire us only for a loyalty program or you want us to do the audit, it will be smaller packages and affordable for any kind of business, so small or big. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't mean like you have to hire somebody, us or anybody else. There's a bunch of free resources already. Yeah. Sorry, I probably, did I answer your question? Oh yeah, 100%. And by yeah. the way, guys, Andre have mentioned this, um, that we already have eight at eight episodes of this podcast and we do have a lot, a lot of cool stuff that are coming. But if you're just starting with email marketing, I feel like our podcast number six or episode number six about the three easy ways to build a massive email um, list would be a really good one to to go and to re-listen. So if you're just starting, that's that's your that's the way to go. And also another cool resource that we do recommend to use is our actually our community. We do have a really cool email uh, marketing community. And uh, to join the community, just type flowium.com slash community. And we'll be happy to see you there. Yeah, for sure. Andre, thank you so much for today. <laughs> this was so fun. And it's, see, again, see you in one hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right, right. See you at the meeting in an hour. No, it's it's cool because it's like um, it's nice to sort of like hear the story and the background and it's nice because you also kind of get to share your heart behind the company and like what you really want to see this kind of flourish into. So it's nice. Like I think one of my favorite things about working with Floium is aside from the work, which I love, but also it's nice that we are so open about sharing information with others, even if people aren't paying clients or even if people aren't uh, employed email marketers with us it's nice because there are so many resources and it's now kind of almost gone so over the top where like now Clavio themselves are starting to use some of the resources that we provide <laughs> and we're just very freely sharing and it's it's a really nice environment to be part of because everyone's just really eager to learn there's tons of educational resources available and uh, we're more than happy to kind of share that with everybody uh, freely yeah. which is really really cool so I agree just to add to that what you just said I like to connect with um kind of competitors of ours mm -hmm. who do the same thing and share why i mean i believe in healthy competition but there's so many e-commerce businesses and because of covid they it's like rapidly increasing and mm -hmm. there's no way one company or even like all those companies who on market right now can handle all e-commerce retailers right. right there's plenty plenty of business to go around for everybody 100%, 100%. <laughs>
Awesome. Um, so guys, um, make sure that you keep sending through your community questions to us by using the uh, link in the description or it's just floium.com slash ask. As we start to receive more and more community ca- questions, we'll start to answer one question at the end of every episode every week. Make sure that you subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. And like Vera said, if you do want to get involved in a community, make sure that you join us at floium.com slash community super engaging super fun as we've kind of talked a lot about throughout this entire podcast um everyone is in the mode of wanting to learn and wanting to share their knowledge with everybody so there's no like i'm an email marketer and i have i want to join this community but i'm going to be kind of weird and stingy and not share information that attitude is just not found in that community everyone is really open people want to gain information and they want to share everything that they know that's a big reason why we started this podcast in the first place So like Andre said, we like healthy competition, but there is a lot of e-commerce business to go around. Mm -hmm. So there's there's plenty to share. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And don't forget to subscribe to to our podcast. We do have exciting new email marketing uh, podcast every week. And next week episode, we'll be discussing the newsletter. So Alyssa, you can you can tell us a bit more about the next podcast. So the infamous newsletter and we've kind of touched on the newsletter in our first very first episode really briefly newsletter that term sounds boring and it sounds like people something people don't read kind of like a newspaper these days (laughs) but we'll be providing you all with ways to spice up your weekly or monthly communications with your subscribers which is it's again really huge to make sure that you're providing relevant communication and regularly engaging with your subscribers so they remember that you're there you're kind of top of mind so Uh, Make sure you don't miss next week's podcast episode because it is important and that newsletter is a crucial part of your marketing strategy. So So thank you guys. Thank you, Andre, for coming. First of all, we're super happy to have you and uh, thank you for listening, everyone. Stay tuned and we'll see you or hear you or talk to you next week. Bye. (laughs) Thank you, Alyssa. Thank you, Vera. Bye. Thanks, Andre. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Email Einstein. Can you feel that? Your marketing brain just got a little bit bigger. We ask that you please use it wisely. You've got all the theory you need to get out there and start boosting your sales because great emails equals revenue squared. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to claim your free ebook and learn how to drive conversions with UGC in 2024. From fresh ways to use UGC on your website to revenue pooling email strategy. Discover actionable insights to master your UGC game in 2024. Stop missing out. Go to flowroom.com slash UGC and download this ebook for free.